Angel fans, Reed Detmers has figured out what he needs to do to be a top of the rotation starter this season, and we're going to share what he shared about that. Plus, Mike Trout, number 12, best player, number 12? What's up with that? And Sam Bachman, he's he's moving. Where is he going? We'll tell you. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all this Super Halo content, leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. Whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Fritz Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, we're heading into our third season here at Locked On Angels, and you know what they say. Third time's the charm, baby. So maybe we, maybe we'll uh, get somewhere this season, right? Let's run Is with that. that. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Bronze all the way, baby. Yes. Hey, uh, we're here five days a week, Monday through Friday, every single weekday for you all through the season. And so we're excited to be talking Angels baseball every single day with you. Mike, on today's show, Reed Detmers figured out how to be better this past offseason. And Sam Bachman moving to the rotation. We'll talk about that coming up. But first... Let's start with uh, speaking of bronze. How about how about number twelve, <laughs> Mike Trout on the MLB Top One Hundred? Mike, yeah. how are we feeling about that? Yeah, this this makes me mad. I'll tell you why it makes me makes me mad in just a moment. But uh, of course, if you're not familiar with this, MLB Network is releasing their Top One Hundred players. They're currently currently counting down to number one. They released that yesterday. But Trout made the list, and he's on the list from twenty to eleven. So here here's twenty to eleven, Johnny Bobby Witt Jr. is at twenty. Nineteen, Adley Rutschman. Eighteen, Corbin Carroll. 17, Spencer Strider, 16, Trey Turner, 15, Austin Riley, 14, Jose Ramirez, 13, Matt Olson, 12, Mike Trout, and 11, Bryce Harper. John, Mike Trout was number three last year. Yeah. So why is he number 12? I'm curious to find out uh, who's going to be 10 through one, to be honest with you. And obviously, I bet you number one's going to be Shohei. Um I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Well, I uh, I looked at the list, yeah, and and Ronald Acuna Jr. is number one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's Shohei a, yes, is, of course. Yeah, Shohei's number three. Wow, who's Mo- two? Mookie Betts is number two. Really? You know why I'm so mad about this list? Because number ten is Julio Rodriguez. When? Oh, brother. Mariner, be a be in front of Mike Trout. When Not- should this happen? This is we are in we are in bizarro world now, Look. aren't we? <laughs> Let's be let's be real for a second. Obviously, it's the fact that he hasn't played Mike Trout hasn't played a full season yes. since 2019, hasn't made the playoffs since 2014, no playoff wins, right? So there of course are a few uh, knocks against him, yes. right? And and the thing is though, he hasn't been terrible. No. Uh I mean, look, top 10, I I, I mean, if 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 you're going to give Trout like uh a low number like 9 I don't right. know. I mean, right. uh, that's that's it, it's neither here nor there. And uh, honestly, it's like this is so, some collective group of people's opinions, and that's fine. Um, and we celebrate is when it? Mike Trout is number one. And yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but 
yeah, I know I know you're joking about Julio being a Mariner. Yeah. But take away the Mariner side of things, and it's just like, what's what's Julio done yet? Right. What's what has he done yet? I right. mean, I understand that there's excitement around him. He's you know gonna be a star for years to come, but what has he done yet? If and you compare that's... his first couple of years to Trout's first couple of years, Trout beats him out every single time. Sure. And so that that's my first complaint. My second complaint is this is the same guy, Mike Trout, who was number three last year. And it's the same guy who missed a bunch of games in 2022 and still hit 40 yeah. home runs. No kidding. Right? And it wasn't that he was terrible last year. He was actually starting to heat up before he got hurt. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, John, like the, it, it's a bit frustrating. I guess my, my question would be, what is, what does Trout need to do to change this narrative and become a top 10 player again? He's got to convince Alana Rizzo to put him higher because <laughs> well, geez. then he's never going to be yeah. top ten again. Where's right? my Where's my pen? <laughs> that's that's Alana Rizzo, yeah. right? Right. Otani Otani can't be number one because he's a pitcher. Were actual words that she said. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, Mike. I, honestly, it's just got to be Trout's got to play 140 games, right? Like, and yeah. And listen, we're you know everybody knows that like. We're, we're homies. We're, we're homers here for right. the angels. And we try to be reasonable. Uh, what, like 45% of the time, <laughs> this is yes. one of those unreasonable. And so it, the first, what, five minutes here, we've been unreasonable, right? Yes. It, it makes yeah. sense that trout is not going to be number three or number two or number right. one. We totally understand that. Um, and to be reasonable about it, I think he's got to play 140 games, Mike. Agreed. I think he's got to be out there nearly every single day of this season. And he's got to put up. 40 bombs. I I think that's, I think this is the season that he reminds everybody of who he is. Yeah. But the problem is, is that, uh, you know, we all thought everything was well and good. And then he has that random hamate bone break. Mm -hmm. Um, and the year before that was the back and the year before that was the calf. And it's just really unfortunate the way things have gone down for Mike Trout. But (laughs) Is this the year that things get better, Mike? What do you say? Yeah, you know, I I wish that we didn't have to ask that question, quite honestly, but it seems to be the question that we ask, not just about Mike Trout, but we ask that about every Angel, all of the Angel superstars. Is this the year that Anthony Rendon fill in the blank? Is this the year that the starters fill in the blank, right? And and I, I get that that just gets so tiresome. And then at the same time, there are Angel fans that would fight for Mike Trout to be in the top 10. And then people will bring up reasonable responses like we've just talked about. Like, guy hasn't been on the field and hasn't necessarily proven himself, even though when he's been on the field, he's been pretty, pretty, pretty good, right? And so I think that what he needs to do this year is be better than pretty good. John, I want to say that this is the year. I think that what we saw in him last year being physically put together, that he wasn't having any issues with his body, was a really good sign. Yeah. And then the hamate bone broke, right? Yeah. And and it was his words, direct quote, my body feels better than it's ever felt. Right. Yeah. And so I think Trout was well on his way to putting up a really great season. I think what really got in the way of that was he didn't start off too great. And he was sure. striking out a lot. And that yeah. was what people noticed, right? And then the Angels were under this pressure cooker of having to get to the playoffs. What are they going to do with Shohei Otani? And so all eyes we're on the angels. And so this could be the year, Johnny, quite honestly, that trout does do what Mike trout can do because there isn't the pressure cooker of Shohei Otani or getting to the playoffs. There is a lot of peace in a sense on this (laughs) team that 
hasn't been experienced in years past. Uh, I got a question for you, and okay. I want you to think about this one. Mike, do do we uh, take the bubble wrap off of Mike Trout? Do we take the training wheels off? Do we just let him go out there, like he said, and play his game and do it his way? Because we've we've tried to protect Trout, and we've tried to keep him safe, and we've tried to you know, keep him from getting injured. And here we are another year where he's been injured again. Yeah. Hamate bone. That's not really a preventative thing, right? Sure. That's more of sure. just a freak accident, but still do we, do we take the bubble wrap off of Mike Trout and just let him go play his game? Kind of like what they did with Rendon. They were like, you know what? We're not going to do load management. It's not working. So yeah. just go out there and play. Yeah. And then, Rendon's injury last year was a freak thing too. I mean, that right. foul ball off the shin right. and whatever it was a bone bruise or a, a broken bone, depending on which doctor you talk to. Yeah. But all that to say, Mike, do we take the training wheels off Mike Trout this season? I'll, I'll answer that question in a second, but do you remember we were at a 4th of July party and I took our older brother back home and I was listening to the game on the radio and then I came back out, you were at, in the pool and I said, hey, by the way, Rendon just fouled a ball off a shin and you went, oh, Good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. It was such a good moment. Such a brother moment. Listen, the answer is yes. And here's why. The Angels have proven that they that when they do this, it actually benefits the team and benefits the player. And Shohei Otani is the example of that. When they stopped doing the, well, he can't play and hit if he's going to pitch the next day. Mm -hmm. And he can't play after he pit. They just were like, let him go. And I think with Mike Trout, you just got to let him go. You got to let him go out there. The routine and the rhythm is what keeps these guys healthy. When you don't have routine and rhythm, it doesn't keep you healthy. Can I give you a personal example? Something sure. I told you off the air. I was wrestling with my 18-year-old son the other day. <laughs> and I don't normally wrestle with him like intently, right? And I also, I don't work out because I've never had to work out. It's the benefit of the genes that I have, you right? Jerk. I know. But we were wrestling, fighting a bit. And then about like maybe a minute in, I was winded and then I started losing. So I tapped out, right? And it's because I don't normally do that. If I was normally doing that, I'd probably last a little bit longer. I also pulled a groin. Probably didn't need to know that, but I, I, I pulled a groin. But rhythm and routine matters for these guys. Yeah. And so getting Trout in the outfield, at the plate, on a regular basis, instead of going, mm, well, it was a Saturday night game. Should he play Sunday? Like, I think all of those things are good conversations to have, but I think the goal should be, we're going to get him in there at least 140 games, at least. On the other side of things, is there such a thing as as too much agency? Because we all saw with Shohei Otani, I mean, he really pushed himself last year, and it didn't seem like anybody was willing or wanting to say no to yeah. that. Yeah, is that? Do you think that might be an issue with Trout? As well, the well? good news is is that Ben Ben Verlander won't be mad at the Angels if Trout gets hurt again because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, I, I guess I guess the, the this whole, is a disgrace. <laughs> I guess I have a whole lot more um, confidence and trust in Ron Washington than I do sure. in any previous manager that the Angels have had because Wash has been somebody who just in his interactions with the media have has already said the right things right and we couldn't even get our managers and coaches to say anything let alone the right thing to the media in yeah. the last few years and so i i think that you you have to lean if i'm going to lean in a direction you have to lean in the direction of the player and the perspective that they hold and getting them regular routine and regular rhythm and then building trust and having trust by going hey trouty 
it was a Saturday night game. You went three for five. You were out there playing. I'm going to put you at DH or I'm, I'm going to give you the day off. How are you feeling? Tell right. me how you're honestly feeling. We're, and that's on, where that relationship matters. We're on the East Coast and we're flying back for a weekend series yes. in yes. Anaheim. Like maybe, you know, you need a, a day there. So that's, yeah, I think that there's uh, definitely some trust there. And Trout's not new to this. And, no. and, and he's been around long enough to know. Uh, when to put the brakes on. So and he's, yeah, cool. and he seems to be honest about like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to need to take a day. And yeah. even last year with a handmade bone, like he came back and then he went right to Phil Nevin and said, no, nah, I'm, I'm really hurting. It's not and working. So that was, that was huge. And so yeah. I think that that relationship needs to be what he had is building continues to build with Ron Washington. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen every single day. We're just getting started here and coming up on Lockdown Angels, Reed Detmer's knows what he needs to do to be a top-of-the-rotation starter this year. We're going to talk about all of that coming right up. Johnny, anytime I try to get tickets, I use the GameTime app because they are so, so good at giving you complete peace of mind when you buy tickets. You can see where you're going to sit before you buy, before you sit there, so you know what to expect. You know what your view is going to be. You're not sitting in front of a poll going, how did I get here. Why did I buy these tickets? Right. <laughs> and then they have all in pricing. So there's no surprises. Once you hit, yes, I want to buy these. There's no hidden fees or anything like that. You can buy tickets in two taps and you're all set. And they're obsessed with finding all sorts of ways to save you money on tickets. They have deals right up until the start of the events. And sometimes an hour after it starts, they have ex- exclusive flash deals on all sorts of different events like basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater. They have zone deals where you pick the section, game time picks the seats. They're going to save you about 18% on average. And then the game time guarantee always gets you the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and in the same row for less, game time is going to credit you 110%. So take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. You want to go and have a good time. Don't worry about it. Use game time. Download the app right now. Create an account. Then when you check out, use our promo code locked on and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Hey, everydayers, don't forget to jump on over to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube. It's the world's first 24-7 national sports streaming channel, covering all the top stories of the day across the sports world with the local experts of Lockdown, plus the national hosts as well. So head on over there on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is where you want to be. And hit subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. Strap in, John, because we're going on the Reed Detmers roller coaster because that's what his career has been so far, right? Like, <laughs> he's had really good moments, and then he's had not so good moments. And so Reed has started 53 games over the last two seasons. And there have been times, Johnny, where he has looked like the best pitcher in the league, let alone mm-hmm. the best pitcher on the Angels, no hitters, all of those things. And then there's been times where you're like, who is that guy? And what happened to him, right? And a part of that, we can blame the coaching because there have been some narratives out there where they're like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just be a uh, pitch-to-hit guy and instead of a swing-and-miss guy when that's what his stuff is for, is swinging and missing. Reed actually has noticed, and he was quoted this spring as recognizing what he needs. And it's going to sound cliche, but we want to explain to you what this word means specifically to Reed Detmers. Best shape of his life? <laughs> yeah, backs against the wall? What? Oh. No, he said consistency. Ah, I need consistency. He said it's a huge part of his game, which is what I've been lacking over the last few years. I would fall into a rut and not know how to get out of it. So 
done. This sounds very similar to things that like Patrick Sandoval has said yeah. this off, off season. So they're recognizing some things. Detmer said that he's working on being consistent with his mechanics, hmm. refining his mechanics so that he knows where his hands should be, where his knee should go when he kicks, where he's landing. He said he hasn't been consistent there and that has changed everything. We talked about this uh, about maybe a month ago that Reed already working with Barry Enright. Barry Enright noticed that about 86% of his body was going to the plate and the other like 14% was going towards first base. And so he said, you got to be consistent in that. Get your whole body moving forward. So Reed said, when I got into trouble, I didn't know what was happening. And so now I have an idea of how I fix my delivery, where I need to put my foot, where I'm starting on the mound, all of those things. He said, I learned a lot about my mechanics this off season. And when I get off track, I know how to get back on track. Ah. So for example, John, he talked about like in his mechanics and how that impacts his slider. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Regarding his slider. He uh, said that in 2023, he was throwing it too hard, touching the low nineties instead of the mid eighties. Mike, you want the separation of speeds between your fastball and your breaking stuff. And yeah. when it comes to your slider, you want to put that in the same slot, the same tunnel. You want that ball to look like a fastball out of your hand, and then all of a sudden it dives off. It disappears. And you lose some of that when you increase the miles per hour on your slider. It almost becomes a cutter, which is a you know essentially a fastball that moves. And so Reed said when doing this, he said the slider – just did not feel good coming out of the hand. I didn't know what it was going to do, which is not, yeah, I was just going to say, you never want to hear that out of your pitcher's <laughs> right, uh, right. mouth. So he said, slowing the pitch down. Uh, he, he said he's the, slowing the pitch down by slowing the mechanics down. Last mm. year when he did this, it allowed him to finish with a 2.41 ERA over his final seven starts after posting a 5.27 ERA before the change. Hmm. So slowing mechanics down allowed him to control the slider a whole lot more. He's and also been working good. Well, I was just going to say, like, when if anybody's interested, you go on Baseball Savant and you can look up a pitcher and you can see the uh, the movement on these pitches. Yeah. And you can also see the miles per hour on yeah. these pitches. And so often what we do here on Lockdown Angels is we'll say, hey, he had a really good slider in 2022, but last year it wasn't great. What was he doing different? And normally you see the miles per hour were up, the movement was less, uh, and it was more in the zone, and it was hit more. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it's really fun to check yeah. out. And honestly, it brings a lot of insight into what's going on with these with these pitchers, especially somebody like Reed Detmers. You're the king of baseball savant, so I want to ask you a question. Uh, we talked about this on the show just a couple of days ago, but Reed's... I think it was average runs against against his slider. He has a seven, seven. on his slider, which yeah. is really, really good. So give us a quick bite size what that means. Essentially, so if it's a positive uh, runs uh, on their pitch, that essentially means, so seven is like he prevented seven runs from happening yeah. based on how effective yeah. his slider was. So it, his slider was worth seven runs in favor of, his team basically yeah. now if it was negative and it was like negative seven that means people are hitting it all day long and yeah. and it's just not a very effective pitch well and here's how important it is because he had a negative four in his fastball yeah. so that's why his slider and, and imagine like he wasn't using it to the best of its ability last year and it still was a seven so when he figured it out imagine what it could be in, in 2024 now 
He's also working on his changeup. He says he feels like this will help offset the fastball that has he struggled with and, and his curveball. He admits that the impact of the changes to his mechanics and his grip adds speed in some of the things that he's been working on. And he wants to see what it will do, not just with his slider, but with his change. He feels like if he slows his mechanics down, he can control the slider. He thinks the same thing is true with his change. And so he's been working on that in the spring. Now, Detmers does feel much more confident going into this season than ever before. Remember, he said he wants to, his goal is to win 20 games. Yeah. But I, I love what he said at the end. He said he knows what he needs to do. John, does knowing versus discovering, does that benefit Reed this year? This is how I know you're a pastor because the word versus is spelled uh-huh. like Bible verse. Versus. <laughs> uh, it is. Yes, you're right. How does knowing versus discovering help? read this year mike it's it's the fact that he what he just said he knows how to get back on track yeah think about your mechanics when you're a pitcher and uh, i'm acting like i'm a pitcher but show me show me right no (laughs) having having watched baseball for as much as i have the the key thing about a pitcher is repeatable motion yeah repeatable mechanics and that's why when you see somebody who's kind of herky-jerky weird wind up all that sort of thing that's gonna be fun for the audio people uh herky-jerky kind of motion it's like that's not very repeatable like yes you're having success but how are you going to do that you know 99.9 percent of your pitches when you're winding up and delivering and so for me with reed it's it it makes a lot of sense that hey maybe my foot's not going where it needs to go maybe i need to raise my arms a little bit more or whatever it might be for reed detmers it just means a world of difference that now he knows where he needs to get back to versus like Hey, I wonder where my best delivery is. I wonder what my best mechanics are. I wonder what my best arm slot is. That makes a world of difference for Reed Detmers coming into this season because he knows how to get back to that mic. John, I wonder if we could talk to our friends at FanDuel and they could put like a betting prop or a betting odd on two things from Locked On Angels. One, how many names I mispronounce. Okay. And two, how many words I misspell in our script. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. Emailing I mean, them right now. They, if you bet on that, you'd be millionaires. Oh, yeah. Friends, you locked on everydayers, you'd be millionaires because I'm just terrible at this. Uh, but FanDuel doesn't have betting on that. They do have betting on sports, and you can get a big dub with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, maybe they also need to put on this fan duel about locked on is my misspellings, my mispronunciations, and how many times John leans out of camera to blow his nose. <laughs> hey, it's your fault for getting me sick. <laughs> With FanDuel right now, you can bet on NBA players and NBA scores and how many points they score, how many assists they score. It's all available on their app. You can visit their website right now, though, fanduel.com slash locked on. That lets them know that you came from our show. And then when you place a bet, they're going to know that you came from Locked On Angels. So FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Michael Sam Bachman had arthroscopic shoulder surgery last fall and said he won't be ready for opening day. He said that he has hit all of his milestones in recovery from the surgery, but the Angels are going to take it slow. Sam said, based on where we are right now, we're just keeping it a week at a time and being smart. I don't think it would be smart or logical to be ready the first month of this season and, you know, have a hiccup somewhere along the way. Yeah, Bachman reached the majors as a reliever last season, 
and he had a 3.18 ERA in 17 innings before suffering the shoulder injury, and that cost him the last three months of the season. He's currently penciled in to be minor league rotation depth. He said he appreciates returning to starting after working in relief last season and about starting. He said, that's been my dream. That's what I'm designed to do. I'm super excited to do that again. Mike, I have to say, and and based on what he said there, where, you know, it wouldn't make sense for me to, you know, try to be ready at the beginning of the season. And that might sound like, well, come on, dude, why wouldn't you want to be? But here's the thing. For the first time in years, it feels like the Angels are not in a position where they desperately need to call up somebody yeah. like Sam Bachman. Yeah. You can let this guy go back to the minor leagues. You can have him be in a starting rotation. You can let him cook. You can let him sizzle. You can let him work on things yeah. down there. Michael, what a concept yeah. minor league development is. And rather than needing him desperately to be in this bullpen, one thing Perry Manassian, to his credit, has done is filled up this bullpen and filled up the minor leagues with some bullpen depth yeah. so that you're not calling up Sam Bachman or calling up Chase Silseth like he did last year. And don't get me wrong, we were excited to see those guys come up and kind of work on things out of the pen, but you saw what happened with Chase Silseth. Much better starter versus reliever because he's a starter. And yeah. when it comes to Sam Bachman, he's also a starter. That He said it's his dream. It's it's a whole different mentality, right, Mike? Yeah, and and I love that they can actually be patient. And to yes. your point, we were excited to see them called up. But quite honestly, I I am kind of over as a fan of the Angels. I'm kind of over hoping that yes. these guys turn out to be good. And I want to have almost almost a guarantee. When Jared Weaver came up and replaced his brother Jeff, that was kind of an interesting dynamic when that took place. But we had confidence, like. We knew he was going to be good because he forced his way into that starting right. rotation, right? Yes, that's exactly what you want from any minor leaguer is, yeah. oh man, this is a really difficult decision we have to make here because th that's, that's a good place to be. Like You yeah. want difficult decisions like that when you have a baseball team like this. And when you allow them to cook a bit, when you allow them to marinate, then I think that that actually gives them the opportunity to be the pitcher that they were designed to be. And you and I made a point about two Brewers pitchers that ended up becoming pretty significant. One of them got traded to the Orioles this offseason, but they brought them up and had them in the bullpen their first season. It's Burns and Woodruff, yeah. To get the experience, right? To get kind of the major league experience. And then they ended up becoming really great starters. But the difference was that the Brewers minor league system allowed them to work out the kinks to work yes. out some things. And so I think for somebody like Sam Bachman, it allows him to work out the kinks. And then quite honestly, like he's somebody that we can count on perhaps next season to be in this mm -hmm. starting rotation. And the thing that he has, he has going for him, John, is he's a right-handed pitcher and we don't yeah. have a, a great right-handed starter, <laughs> right? Like we, we keep seeing, we keep finding ourselves a lot of great lefties, which is kind of the history of the angels, Langston and Finley and Abbott and those types of guys. But to be able to have a Bachman ready to go, and already have a Silseth in this starting rotation, I think really benefits the Halos. And I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. Now, the question is, where would you place him? Do you place him in AAA where the numbers are a bit inflated? Or do you think he benefits more by going back to the Trash Pandas? Because mm. it seems like in AA, at least the narrative is, that's more major league ready players, even though it's not major league ready 
talent that they're playing against. Yeah, it, I think what you're trying to say is like double A feels more like um, the competitive level of the majors in the sense that like the trash pandas are trying to go somewhere and win. Right? Yeah. And yeah. they're all trying to move up at the same time. When you're in triple A, yes, of course, the goal is to win. The goal is to stay ready. But the goal mostly is to get practice against like fringe major leaguers and yeah. also store your fringe major leaguers yeah. on your triple A Your team. depth is there. And, yes. and they're needed. Yes. You, you, you pick them out if you need them. Somebody got hurt. Hey, we're going to grab him real quick. And then we're going to send it back down. They don't really care about the record, really. Exactly. So competitive wise, I think it might benefit Sam Bachman to be in double A to start the season. Perhaps, Mike, they would like to see how he can play against major league again fringe major league guys in triple a because again the level of competition is a bit different and to be fair how can he handle the uh the atmosphere and the high altitude of you know salt lake and and the pacific coast lead and whatnot because we know that those numbers are inflated so it might be a good proving ground for him to see what he can do there but with the understanding that those numbers are inflated or not. But honestly, I could see him starting with the trash pandas again. I think that would be really excited. For yeah, I guess I guess it would d- kind of determine what they're trying to achieve with him, right? Like if they're trying to stretch him out, it would make more sense for him to go to double A. If they're trying to see what he can do against fringe major league pitchers, then it would make more sense for him to go to triple A. My, my gut would tell me because of the injury uh, that they're going to send him to double A because they want him to get a, get acclimated to being a starter again, yeah. stretch him out, work on how far can, he can go in a game, those types of things. And I don't think that you do that in AAA. I think that you use your lower-level minor league systems to work on some of those things with some of your top prospects. Mike, there's been a lot of conversation around Sam Bachman, especially when he first got drafted. Is he going to be a reliever? Is he going to be a uh, closer, a back-of-the-bullpen yeah, guy, yeah. or a starter? I'm glad that they're picking a direction. I'm glad that they're taking a direction with Sam Bachman and saying, look, this is your dream to be a starter. Let's work on that. Let's make it happen. Let's, let's do what we need to do to get you stretched out and work your way back from the shoulder injury. Again, what a, what a privilege, a, a blessing that is that he doesn't have to work his way back so quickly and then the Angels throw him to the Wolves and worry about his shoulder and how that's going to hold up. It's about time we've been in a position where the Angels can be patient with their minor leaguers. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And every day, remember that Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like John and I from Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And you can catch us there on social media. Whether you're watching or listening to today's show, come on over to YouTube, get in the comment section, hit that like button, that thumbs up button on your way down there and get in the conversation with us. Mike, I'm excited. What do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? It's Fan Mail Friday. We already have some really great questions lined up. So we're ready to answer those questions. You know, you're only going to get bronze answers that's right from the bronze winning locked on angel boys of super halo boys that's who that's that's us that's what i'm trying to say so that's uh, uh family Hill friday is what's happening tomorrow on locked on angels what a way to end the show wow, yeah wow, you know wow. just it was it's only bronze right get, if it was get gold, fanduel it would, up the line it so much be, better yeah. 
we can make another bet. All right, friends. We hope you'll come back and join us for Fan Mail Friday. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you back here on Friday. Friday.